All right. Let's bow our heads for prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning so thankful that we can gather together as your people. Father, you know the times in which we live. And Lord, you are the keeper of that time. Father, I just ask that you would just keep your people, protect your people, hold your people dear to you. Lord, we know the promises that you've made to your people in the Scripture. Lord, we hold fast to those. I ask that as, as, as we go forward in these next few days, Father, that you would just guide and direct your people and give them peace. And give them peace to know that you're in complete and absolute control. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I told you, I gave you homework. So I hope all of you were good students and responsible students. And you covered chapter 21 and 22, 20 and 21 yourself. Oh, y'all are looking at me crazy. I know I did. I was just checking you. Turn it up some more, Kevin, please. Do I need to turn this podium mic on too? Maybe, maybe if I do this, that will help. Is that better? All right. No, I did tell you. Twenty. But again, I'm gonna throw a kink in things, and I'm gonna jump this morning to twenty-two. So you go back today or and catch twenty-one. Okay. I want to read from you this morning, chapter twenty-two of Second Samuel. Because it's very fitting, I feel like, that we follow last week's service with, with 22. And then I want to take you to Revelation 22 uh, and read that to you. So turn with me to 2 Samuel 22 this morning. And, and as we go through this, as I read this out loud to you, I want you, I want you to see that we should have this same... As God's children, we should feel the same way that David is expressing here in 22. And, and it's a praise. It, it is out of a heart of thankfulness. And oh, what joy and peace we have in knowing that our salvation is, is secure for eternity. No matter what we go through, no matter what comes upon us, no matter what circumstance we're living in, whether it be illness or, or whatever the case may be, if, if you are a child of God, there's nothing like your rock of salvation in Jesus, and there's nothing more glorious to look forward to than eternity with Him. So let's look here at verse at chapter 22. Then David spoke to the Lord in the words of a song on the day that when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. This pistol that I towed around, it's not my deliverer. But God is my rock and my salvation and my deliverer. The God of my strength, to whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, 
You save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. That's enough for, that's enough for a sermon right there, isn't it? Where, where are we looking for our, our stronghold? Where are we looking for our strength? God's people should only be looking to Him for those things. We should only be striving and seeking and, and, and looking to Him for those things. It's not in my job. It's not in my family circle. It's not in my bank account. All those things will pass away. But He won't. He won't. And, and it is never more urgent a time for us to, to come to realization of, of what we should be holding fast to. The things of this earth are going to pass away very, very quickly. Very quickly. You can't take any of it with you when you go. Not one penny of it's going to buy you anything in heaven. So we must be focused on the one thing that matters and that's the rock of our salvation. Verse 5, When the waves of death surrounded me, the floods of ungodliness made me afraid, the sorrows of shells surrounded me, the snares of death confronted me, in my distress I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from His temple and my cry entered His ears. Yours and my cry enters His ears if we're His. Your cries and my cries enter the ears of God if you're His. Period. You aren't left out there on an island all alone, though sometimes we feel like it, don't we? Sometimes we get in situations and circumstances where we feel like, oh Lord, are you, are you paying attention? Do you see, you see what I'm going through? But you can rest assured in His Word, He promises that you, he, he hears you. And in my case, most time, He's saying, sit there and grow a little while. Sit there and develop a little bit more. Sit there and humble yourself some more. I'm not done with cooking you. I'll look like a burnt piece of toast when I get done, I'm sure. Because i got a long way to go. I'm still raw on the inside. But, but don't, don't be dismayed. You're not forgotten. You are not forgotten. If you are His child, you are the, in His ear. Verse 8, Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven quaked and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew, and he was, with, he was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness canopies around him, dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him, coals of fire were kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered His voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning bolts, and He vanquished them. 
Then the channels of the sea were seen, the foundations of the world were uncovered, and the rebuke of the Lord at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from above, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. I don't know about anybody else. I'd want on my side. Do you? Oh, but we get wrapped up in thinking we can take care of it ourselves. We get wrapped up in thinking we can deliver ourselves. If I do this, I'll come out of that okay. If I do so and so, I'll benefit more in the end. No, get before God on your knees and let Him be the one that delivers you through whatever we're going through. Let me tell you something. I, I don't know. I'm going to talk to you a little bit later about just about some things. And, and I don't know what we're, we're facing in the days ahead. I told you last week the same thing. But I know this. Without a shadow of a doubt, my Bible tells me that it takes the faith of a mustard seed to endure. And if, if I don't have anything else, that faith, that mustard seed that I'm going to hold on to is that God is going to deliver me. That God is... I don't care if they come in here an army of 10,000 and tell me I can't preach, that I'm going to prison. I'll preach in prison. I'll preach in prison. But He has commanded me, He has called me to spread the gospel. Whether that be in a prison cell or in Cayuga Baptist Church or out there on the corner of Silk Stocking or down there on the corner of 59 or wherever it is. And as long as, until they cut my tongue out of my mouth, I am going to spread the gospel. Period. Because there's only one thing there's only one thing that will get you to heaven and that's Jesus who died on the cross. Period. Anything apart from that is damned to hell. He is the rock of our salvation. He is the one that's going to deliver us from our enemies. Period. It ain't going to be CNN or Newsmax or whatever. Tucker Carlson. It's going to be Jesus. Amen. Jesus. And there is a world of people out here that are stumbling around with their scales over their eyes and hadn't got a clue with the times that we're facing and that Jesus is about to return. I'm telling you people, the, the trumpet's getting warmed up. I'm not standing up here giving you a day or a time. But I'm telling you, it's soon. The Bible tells you it's soon. So I'm not telling you anything the Bible hadn't already told you. It's soon. Verse 21. No. 19. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. You don't need a counselor. You don't need to go pay a counselor. You need to get a relationship with God. Can't anybody support you any better than He can. But you can't be supported if you don't have a, a, a long-lasting, working, 
living relationship with Him. Period. You can't come to church and, and sit here on Sunday morning and no matter what the preacher says, walk out of here thinking, boy, that did me good, and never go back and look at your Bible or get in prayer or do any of that and think you're going to have a relationship with Him, a relationship with God, a relationship that establishes a, Him to secure you and give you peace and guide you and lead you day by day. It's a daily relationship. A daily relationship. It's a relationship of you knocking on the door every day. You say, well, you know, I prayed the other day and I still ain't heard nothing. Probably something wrong with you. Probably an attitude or so in you that's wrong. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. If, 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 if you don't ever feel like you're getting, getting communication from the Holy Spirit, that's not what He's promised. He's promised to be living inside of us and communicating with us. And, and if you feel separated from that, there's something wrong with you. You need to get right. You need to repent of whatever that is in your life that's separating you from God. That's just the way it is. This is not a time to be living in separation from Him. We are going to be called to stand and have courage in the days ahead that, that only you can have if you have a living relationship with God. Where you can immediately go to the Holy Spirit and, and have communion in your prayer closet and, and get in your word and get peace. So I, I challenge you. Get your life right. Give up them worldly idols. We all got them. You sit back there and say you don't got them. We all got them. We're, we're all descendants of Adam. But the thing that we better like most right now is Jesus. Is Jesus. Verse 20. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because He delighted in me. You realize that God delights in His children? He delights in His children when they humbly are obedient to where He's got them in their walk, in their life. Have you ever thought about God delighting in you? I think about my own children and moments when they do things that I'm proud of and how that makes me feel. And then, I, then when, I, when I turn and think about that, I'm like, what in the world have I done that God would delight in me? But you see, if we're responsible to where He's got us in our walk, Though that may be a, a very immature place, and though we, we're making mistakes and, and we, we're learning and we're growing, he, he delights in us. He delights in us. Now on the same hand, when, when, when we fall off the, 
the side of the road in the ditch. Thank God that He comes and corrects us and will get us back up in the road. Amen? Because He could just leave us. We don't deserve to be picked back up, corrected, loved, and forgiven. He could just leave us. But He doesn't. He doesn't. Just like you wouldn't leave your kid. How many times have you done things for your children that you think, oh my gosh. When are you going to learn? I can't keep bailing you out. <laughs> think, think God ever thinks about me and you like that? But, but when we're responsible and when we're obedient to where He's got us in our walk, he can, he can delight in us. 21. I also was blameless before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord has re recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his eyes. How do we do that? Repent. Repent. Stay in repentance from where we stray and we sin against him. That's how we can stay clean. That's the only way we can stay clean. Is repentance. When, when the Holy Spirit shows you, and I don't know about you, but very quickly, when, 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 the, when sin comes into my life or, or when I have an attitude, a sinful attitude that crops up in me, very quickly the Holy Spirit quickens me of that. Very quickly He shows me I'm wrong. And, and at that moment, we are to repent. At that moment, we are to bow in submissiveness to Him and repent, and then we, we're clean again. That's how we stay clean. Twenty-two. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all His judgments were before me. And as for His statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also blameless before Him. I kept myself from my... Did I already read that? Mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleansedness in His eyes. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With a blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. You will save the, uh, the humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty that you may bring them down. <clears throat> for you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord shall enlighten my darkness, for by you I can run against a troop. Let me stop at 29 a minute. For, for you are my lamp. O oh Lord, the Lord shall enlighten my darkness. Think about that for a minute. He, and only He, can enlighten your darkness. You say, well, Man, I just don't feel like I'm progressing. I, 
I, I, I just, I, I feel like I've just gone stale. Only He. There's nothing you and I can do to enlighten our own darkness. Except be what we're supposed to be where He's got us right now. And cry out that He enlightened our understanding and enlighten our darkness. Say, well, I'm telling you, each and every one of you can stand up and give a testimony on, on how you have read this or you've read that scripture a thousand times and you reading it this time and boom, something just comes off the page and it's there. That is God enlightening your darkness. Do you understand that all those times before when you read that scripture or when you, you did whatever you were doing, that you weren't, you weren't in a place to be ready to be enlightened? You weren't ready to, to, to have that knowledge bestowed upon you, that understanding. Say, well, that don't make any sense. Well, I'm just telling you that's how it is. That is God in, that is God removing scales from your eyes. And let's listen, until we reach the other side, there's going to be a few scales left on. We will never on this side of heaven be complete, have complete understanding. It is a journey. It is a walk. That's why he refers to it as a walk. It is a process. The potter and the clay. And he is not, absolutely not, going to take you home till he's done molding that clay. To where he wants you. But he is our what gives us our light in the dark. 30. For by God for, uh, for by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust him. He is a shield. To all who trust Him. Let me ask you, do you really trust Him? Do you really truthfully trust Him? Or you, do you just trust Him when you are in a pickle? Or do you just trust Him when you come to church? But do you trust Him on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Or do you just trust Him on Sunday? We'd like, to, we'd like to tell everybody, oh, I trust God. I, I'm holding fast. I'm trusting God. He's gonna do. I mean, I, you've heard though. You've, you've heard people do that. And then you turn around and watch how they're living. They don't live like they trust Him. Do you trust Him to, to absolutely have nothing or no means and depend on Him? Because it may come to a point where you have to have that kind of trust. In Him. Do you trust Him that much? Because if you do trust Him that much, 
He's a shield to you. But if you don't trust Him that much, He's not your shield. It's a process. It's a work. It's a work being done in each individual. You got more trust than this one. Or this one's got more trust than that one. Or you may have more trust than me. But if you have the amount of trust that God's instilled in you to have, you got just enough. You got just enough. I ain't got to have the same amount of trust as Weldon. Because God's doing a different work in Weldon than what He's doing in me. I've got to have the amount of trust and the amount, and the amount of understanding and, and, and in my walk where God's got me. That's why it doesn't matter who comes through that door or who we see out there on the street. We don't know the work that God's doing in them. So our opinions about them don't matter. The only thing that matters is what God thinks about them and their relationship with Him. But, but it tells me here that if I have trust in Him, He is my shield. My shield. My shield against whatever may come my way. Now, does that mean that nothing's going to hurt me? No, it doesn't. But if He is my shield, that means that my salvation is secure. My eternal home is secure. Doesn't mean I'm not going to face trial and tribulation or persecution here. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to experience bad things while I'm here. But it does mean that my salvation is shielded from being taken away. Well, I don't know about you, but that's all that matters. That's all that's important. Is eternity. Verse 32, For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? God is my strength and my power. And He makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like feet of deer and sets my, me on high, on high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow or bronze. You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. And I have destroyed them and wounded them so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. For you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have uh, subdued under me those who rose against me. You have also given me the necks of my enemies so that I destroyed those who hated me. They looked but there was none to save, even to the Lord. But He did not answer them. Then I beat them as fine as, they, as the dust of the earth. I trod them like dirt in the streets, and I spread them out. Now David is, is, is reflecting on physical battles that he has gone through here. But I, what I want you to see is 
is in our lifetime, we're going through spiritual battles. And the same uh, attributes that David is able to obtain, we can obtain the same thing. Because his trust is in God. He didn't put... How many times have we read up until this point where before he went to battle, what did he do? He went and asked God, what should he have him do? In, the same, in, in our circumstances today, that is exactly how, how we obtain the blessings that David experienced in our lives. That's how we defeat our enemies. We seek God and let Him lead. That's how He's a shield to our salvation because we're submissive and obedient to Him. I wanted to go back up. Oh well. I don't know where I wanted to go. 44. I had a thought while I was talking and that doesn't serve me well. <laughs> I can't most my wife tells me all the time I'm a, I can't most I have what what the, they call those I I can only do the main road not tributaries at the same time. All right, 44. You have also delivered me from the strivings of my people. You have kept me as the head of the nations. And people I have not known shall serve me. The foreigners submit to me. As soon as they hear, they obey me. The foreigners fade away and they come frightened for their hideouts. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Blessed be be my rock. Can you say that this morning? Blessed be your rock. Let God be exalted. The rock of my salvation. It is God who avenges me and subdues the people under me. The battle is His. It's not ours. The battle is His. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore I will give thanks to You, O Lord, among the Gentiles and sing praises to Your name. He is the tower of salvation to His King and shows mercy to His anointed. To David and his descendants forevermore. 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 He is the tower of salvation to his king and shows mercy to his anointed. Good, isn't it? Good stuff, isn't it? He is our rock. He is who we need to have our faith in. 
Not somebody sitting in the White House. Not somebody sitting in Austin in the Capitol building. Not somebody sitting down there at the courthouse. Not, not some constable or, or not some school board member. But Almighty God. Almighty God. Turn quickly with me to Revelation 22. And I'll read this quickly, but I, I don't know how long it's been since you visited this, but it's good stuff. I'm telling you folks, if, if you're a child of God, you can't be helped but be looking for the king's return. It's, it's, good, it, it's, it's welcoming to you. If, if you are his and he is yours, you long for it. You long to hear the trumpet sound. You long to see His face. Because once you were saved, that's what you were made for. Once He saved you, you're out of place here. You can't help but be. This is not your home. And you're longing for home. I'm going to read the whole thing. So we're going over officially. <laughs> river of life. <clears throat> and, he and he showed me a pure river of water. Now just, just, just think about this, okay? I, I just try in our human mind to imagine what, what's coming off these pages. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God of the Lamb. In the middle of its street, and on either side of the river, was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, praise God, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. They shall see His face and His name shall be on their foreheads. I can't wait to get that tattoo. Let me tell you something. I, I can't stand tattoos. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that to anybody out here that's got one. I just For me, my part, I can't stand them. But I can't wait to get that one. I'll gladly stand in line to get it. They shall see His face. His name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no light there. They need no lamp nor light of, or of sun, for the Lord God gives them light. His countenance will be so bright that it will be light enough. And they shall reign forever and ever. Then he said to me, These words are faithful and true, and the Lord God and the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. In case you didn't know, he's talking about this one. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, see that you do not do that. 
For I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal these words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is, uh, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. His reward is coming with him for his people. I plan to partake of that reward. Amen? Endure until the end. Enduring whatever I have to endure to partake of that reward. Blessed are those in 14. Blessed are those who do His commandments. Pay attention here. That they have the right to the tree of life. And may enter through the gates into the city. Oh, what did he say? Listen. Blessed are those who do His commandments. That they have the right to the tree of life and the gates to the city. Are you doing His commandments? That would be the question I ask myself. Woo! I, I, would be having, I would be having family church. Because right here in the last book of the Bible, it's pretty cut and dry. You're right or you're wrong. Verse six, uh, verse fifteen. But outside, listen. Outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Separates the wheat from the chaff, doesn't he? 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to these things in the churches. I am the root of the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the Spirit and the, and the bride say, Come. Let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts, Come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. Let me tell you something. I've been preaching to you for two weeks on this. But don't be mistaken. Don't turn, don't, don't think the work is over. There's still those who'll come. Until the trumpet sounds, souls are going to be saved. Because until he's got ev the very last one that he plans to get before the rapture, he ain't coming. He ain't coming. So until the trumpet sounds, our work as a church isn't done. We are still to share the gospel. Spread the gospel. The Bible says that it will not return to him void. 
That's why I, I made the comment a while ago. If that, if that means I got to preach from a prison cell, I'm going to preach. Because it will not return to him void. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every. Not some. Not most. But every. Verse 18. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him a pl the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone, well, that boy, oh, woo, we've got some preachers out there that are, uh, holy moly. <laughs> and if anyone takes away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away, oh my goodness, his part from the book of life. Think it's not serious? It's absolutely serious. From the holy city and from the things which are written in this book, he who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus, come. The grace of God, Lord Jesus Christ, be with you all. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm looking. I'm looking, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, I'll never, I've heard my daddy say a thousand times that he thought he would live to see Jesus return. Well, he didn't get to. But I think his son's going to get to. I think his son, I'm not worried about retirement. I ain't worried about any of that. I'm not worried about my 401k. It, can, it probably will go to nothing tomorrow. That's okay. I'm not worried about any of that. My focus is on eternity. My focus is on hearing that trumpet. The trumpet that I told you last week, there won't be no mistake in what, what it is or who it is. Because when it sounds, every living creature, not just people, creature, will know that the King of kings and Lord of lords is on His return. Period. Bow our heads for prayer this morning. And we're going to take prayer requests right after that. Let me ask you if, you, if anybody this morning needs prayer, just come right up here. There's nothing wrong with prayer. Nothing, if you need hands laid on you, this may make some of you feel uncomfortable, but I hope not. But if you need it, come right up here. Every head bowed, please. Heavenly Father, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. You, you are our most gracious and heavenly Father. Lord, we ask you this morning to pour out your mercy on each and every one of us. We ask you, Father, to just continue what you're doing in your children. Lord, we ask you that every need here this morning be met. And Lord, that you give people the faith of a mustard seed. To have the courage to stand and be what you called us to be. Lord, we just ask you for your mercy. Just pour out your mercy on your people. We plead the blood of Jesus over your people. 
from one end of this earth to the other. You've got us scattered from here to yonder, but Lord, when you come, you're going to gather us up like a flock of sheep that only one shepherd that can get. Lord, we just thank you. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. 